Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. We're back. Welcome back to your – I can't even do this. I'm standing up. Can you tell, Cage? How come? Well, I don't I mean, know. You're in a different do... spot. You're I wanted to do like a, tell. a standing nice desk. Vaulted ceilings there. It looks very veil-like. It does. This light's messing with me. But welcome back to another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. And this is your fractional episode. Guys, we're about a month and a week out from the Mint Collective in Vegas. If you're on the fence, if you just want to get away, uh, I don't know many places that are better in the winter than Vegas. So send us a message. Go to Mint Collective and uh, buy your ticket. If you're, you know, financially, you want to talk about some things, we might be able to get you a discount. Um, Reach out to us if you want to go. We're going to do a quick episode today. And then you get to hang out with us, too, by the way. Hang out with the Rip Pack Slabs guys. They hang out with the crew, Prism God, Josh Luber. You know, think about it. Like, it's a weekend, Friday to Sunday. Um, you could have a rap battle with the Rip Pack Slabs on Andrew's team. You're an idiot. And go straight from that to get a manicure and paint your nails with Luber. You know, the special Luber colors that he does on his nails, which are amazing. I'm going to do the Luber nails for Mint Collective. And uh, it's not you know, just you could, it's not just Luber. You could visit neighboring card stores with Dan Fleischman, maybe you know, like ride along and see if you can get any of the allocation from like the local Vegas stores for his for his crew. Uh, hang out with the card ladder guys, you know. Uh, maybe uh, rub elbows with um, you know Christina's PC, a hobby celebrity. Who else is going to be? Ken Golden, right? Golden. Dana White. Sports card nonsense, guys. Sports card nonsense. You know, that crazy lady, Alex G, you know, who's all over the place doing all kinds of stuff with everybody. Um, it's just all kinds of stuff. It's, I mean, honestly, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a different kind of hobby vibe. You know, everybody talks about going to the National, and it's kind of like, oh, everyone's going to be there. Um, but the show itself, you know, it's a lot of cards. But eh, this, I'm actually looking forward to, you know, the different topics, the speakers, you know, the, the different events that they have. So, I'm getting excited for it. I gotta tell you. I, I think it's it's the people that are gonna be controlling the direction of the hobby, for better or worse. So uh, a lot of the people there, uh, Ken Golda, Josh Luber, the card ladder guys, all the way down the list. Guys that have uh the hobby's uh fate in their hands. It, so I would also say that sure. the community and um you know vote with your dollars is kind of another way to kind of control the hobby destiny. So if you are out there listening and you know, you believe that things should be different or better. Uh, remember, where you put your money is is kind of like a, every time you spend your dollar, it's it's a vote for the hobby or a vote for business. So, Cage, we've been talking about Steph Curry. $700,000 for a buyout offer for the 9.5 BGS 9.5 National Treasures card. I'll tell you right off the bat, we've been talking about this card for three months. It's run up 20% probably since the beginning of the season. Um it's a card that I think is going to get rejected. I think that offer is going to get rejected for 700,000 just because of there's so much positive momentum for Steph right now. You know, he's breaking records. The Warriors are in first place. Clay's coming back. Wiseman's coming back. Uh, people are starting to think, can this Warriors team win a championship? I think that's a million dollar card. We said we think that that's a million dollar card. Any thoughts on that offer before we go through the data? Yeah. I mean, it's great to get an offer. You know what I mean? And sometimes offers mean other offers. 
So who knows what's going to wind up happening with it. But if, if your question is, do I think that the card is definitely worth that? I mean, just one man's opinion, not financial advice. You know, <laughs> I do. I mean, we've been talking about that card for a while as something that I think when I first brought it up, what I specifically said was it is exactly the kind of card that Fractional is made for. And it's the kind of card that somebody can come in and make a buyout offer for because it's it's not the kind of card you're going to see pop up all over the place, right? You know, we we just sat through another round of auctions last night. Heritage, Golden, you know, PWCC ended, and this card was not in any of them, you know? Um, you know, you can find a Jordan Fleer PSA 10. You know, there were two of them that ended last night alone. Um, heck, you can find a Luca. National Treasures one ended last night too. You can find right. exquisite cards of LeBron seem to be ending all over the place, you know, every every month or so. You know, this card is, you know, it just doesn't pop up. You know, it's it's um it does not show up that often and in that high of a grade. So thousand percent. I, I don't know if I've ever seen it. And I know it's out of ninety nine, but it's what you know, not all out of ninety nine are the same, right? Like it just feels like from that era, that 2008, 2009, 2010 years, for some reason, those years are much lower pop when it comes to Panini products, even though National Treasures has been out of 99 since basically day one. Cage. So that was a $497,000 IPO. It's currently marked sitting at 599000 and the offer was for 700000 What do you think happens if the offer gets rejected? Do you, do you think you see some buying coming in? People will definitely be buying it, but what's funny is we've seen that, um, you know, the price of a buyout offer does not necessarily reflect exact market trading on a specific asset, right? Um, and we've seen that with uh, the hockey card, right? Uh, you know, buyout was rejected. What was it? The, the Ovechkin one, I yep. think? Um, and, you know, a buyout came in, it was rejected, and the card never got up or hasn't been at that buyout, it's still trading lower than that buyout. So, um, you know, Curry, it's a little bit of a different story, I guess. I mean, everybody's talking about Curry. Everybody's on Curry. He's having a great year. Um, you know, I have my own thoughts about Curry and his prices presently, um, overall. Um, well, he's can I take a guess at what you think? Sure. You, you think that they're beginning to price in uh, a championship? Everything. Everything. What is yeah. everything? What does that mean? MVP, you know, a, a playoff run, continued success for several years going forward, you know, moving him into the potential discussion of like top 10 player of all time. It's like the, the cards have really run up. And unless the season continues, unless they keep winning, unless he keeps doing his thing, um, you know, the, the cards, they have a lot of success already priced into it. That's, that's what I mean. And, and, you know, look, this record you broke is great, right? And I'm glad he was so quick to break it. Because if he took another year to break Ray Allen's record, and it still would have been amazing, and he still would have beat it four years less time. Do you know who would have been second? Harden. Because hmm. Harden's in the top five. And I think, just so you know, I mean, it, it, I, I haven't looked this up. I, I can look this up. But I remember seeing a stat of like, the pictures, and it was like Ray Allen – was Reggie Miller somewhere in there? I don't know if Reggie yep. Miller was third, but it was like James Harden was in there, and then uh, Kyle Korver. You know, talk about like one of those records that really got a lot of press, a lot of play that he broke this record, but it's a record of 
I mean, Reggie Miller is a great player. Ray Allen is a great player, but no one thinks of them as greats of all time. You know, what not I mean? top ten, not players. top twenty. Yeah, I mean, I would call them barely fifty seventy five. Like in those, you know, whole deal, right? Kyle Korver is not in there. You know what I mean? But he was a three point shooter. So uh, the point I'm trying to make is that if if it, this record was not exactly like wow, like it, you know, it, it's become I guess a bigger deal because the three point shot is so important and because Curry. You know, and the three-point shot have become sort of synonymous, but that breaking that record, that doesn't exactly you know justify all the stuff. It's it's the season he's having, you know, playing at this level after having a season that was MVP worthy last year. Where what did he come in second? You know, it's just you know, it's a lot of stuff that's built in, and you know, I I do preach a little caution when it comes to Curry now because of that. Let's talk about that. So if you're holding Curry, do you sell into strength? I mean, it depends. If I had a lot of Curry, I probably would be peeling some off now. Yes. If I have one Curry card, I might not. You know, but if I if I had a, a you know, a little Curry collection, yes. I probably would be starting to sell. Are you into buying Curry? Would no, you be not, buying not at these prices. I'm not. What about long term? Well, I mean, I think Curry is a good investment long term, but I think um, I think his cards are starting to hit where you're you're seeing it, a lot of this season's success baked in. And if I guess the best way to say it, right, is is if all of that happens, if he wins the MVP and they go to the finals, maybe they win. Is there some upside from here? Sure. I don't think it's a humongous amount of upside because I think a lot of that's already in the pricing. Whereas I think the downside that's there for Curry right now, if they fall off, you know, if they have an early exit from the playoffs, if he falls off, doesn't have, doesn't win the MVP, twists his ankle, whatever. There's, there's a lot of things. I mean, look at all the people who have missed time this season. Um, you know, if any of that happens, I think that the potential downside to Curry is significantly more than the upside from where the cards are priced right now for this season and i think i i i I, I believe that this is uh the true new equilibrium so i don't think that there's as as much downside as you're suggesting but i also don't think that there's as much upside in the next 12 to 18 months either yeah but i mean so so if if there's not a huge amount of upside and the upside that that is there is is based on perfection then now is a time to think about levering out a little bit on his on his stuff and that doesn't mean at four change. That means at seven or whatever this thing is, it's at. I mean, obviously, someone has identified that this card is, you know, undervalued or someone thinks it's undervalued because that's why a buyout offer comes in. Um, and who knows what's going to happen? I mean, I can't wait to, to do next week's episode and report on what happened this week, you know? I mean, it, it's part of the fun of the space. Let's um, talk about... I don't own any, by the way. And I don't have much of the way of Curry. So, so we just did an episode with uh, Prism God, and we talked a little bit about sneaker collectors, right? Yep. What's super cool about collectible is there's a memorabilia component here. So let me tell you guys some of the performance over the last week of shoes, which is and memorabilia, right? So we have the sneakers buyout. So the Steph Curry sneaker buyout uh, was accepted at 110000 so that's a 33.8% return over IPO. So exclusive sneakers buy it. I don't think they're game worn. We have the Kobe Reebok sneakers cage up 18% this week, almost 19%. Yep. Kobe French blue sneakers. I think those are the Jordans. 
50% this week. Oh, 50% this week. I think that has a little bit of like a sneaker culture in it, right? You have Kobe wearing Jordans. Kobe's rookie sneakers up 57% this week. Kobe final season sneakers up 11% this week. Kobe first season, first white jersey, number 24, up 56% this week. Talk to me. What do you make of all this? That's a, that's a, it's a lot of Kobe memorabilia movement. That's a lot of sneakers. Who's, who's, who's buying into that? Yeah, I mean, listen, memorabilia had been slightly down and cards were slightly up, and they kind of you saw a little reversal here. I mean, not they're not, not huge numbers, but, you know, memorabilia, it, you know, it seems like it kind of got a uh, – it, it kind of fell off a little bit, and now people are realizing, all right, you know, now this, <laughs> now they're at a, a, a price where, where it makes sense. I also think, you know, people have heard for a long time now look at scarcity, Right, and the memorabilia it provides that kind of scarcity, right? You know, the cards that are out there are not that scarce. That people are finally getting it. I mean, I remember in August, you know, we, we talked about that, the silver basket, and how it was like twice as much as what it should be. And basically, every week we've come on here and talked about how it's going down, but it's still way more than it is. And this week, it was one of the worst performers on the platform. It's not scarce. It's not scarce by any measurement of of you know your analysis, right? Um, but these are. And also, you got to talk about the right type of scarcity, right? I mean, think of the story you just told. You know what what these Jordans mean, what these Kobe's mean. You know how rare they are, you know, for sneaker collectors, right? I mean, Andre the Giant's job strap is probably rare, also. But like, is it the right kind of scarcity? Uh, I don't know. So, I mean, you get what the the point is, right? Somebody who is a sneaker collector, a Kobe collector, or card collector, you know, these sneakers appeal. To, to that collector, you know, there's a, a much wider audience for that than, than some of the other memorabilia pieces that are out there. What stuck out to you, Gage? Anything? I, I don't want to monopolize this uh, episode with my takes. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was nice to see that Trey start to move up. Uh, the one we picked out last week, you know, most disrespected that, athlete in in in. in I mean, one of right. He's sort of like. I mean, I, I don't want we jinxed him and said he was the only one that's healthy. I think he went into safety protocols today. But who in the NBA hasn't gone into the safety? Well, he he, he he proposed to his girlfriend this week too. So you you, you don't mean, know maybe maybe an early honeymoon. I mean, I guess it, it could be right. So you know what was amazing about that last week, and I, I I try to find these kind of things right is, um, when there's no reason for a player's stuff to be going down, and you can see that there's other items on this platform that aren't going down, but one went down. Usually what I read into that is that somebody exited that. Somebody was looking for liquidity or somebody was looking to move their, their money into something else on the platform. And it's not a negative about the player. We talked about Trey last week. One of the Trey cars on the platform was actually up and then that Trey was down. So to me, and no, there's nothing going on with Trey that he's, you know, he's healthy. He was having a, he's having a very good season. Um, so when you look at that, you're like, okay, well that's an opportunity. One of the, the best-performing cards this week um, from a vintage standpoint, right, just a, a, a good-performing card, was the 52 Tops Willie, uh, the Maze card in PSA 8, right? So I don't know if you saw that one, right? Um, up another 8% after a gain of 5% last week, market cap of $238,000 after Robert Edwards' result of 258. So it's still a little lower than that result, but... What I what I found was, you know, that's that's an awesome car, the fifty two tops. But what's what's funny about it is, and well, that will always be, you know, thought of as an iconic card. It's that fifty two tops set, just like the mantle. 
just like Mantle, Mays has a 51 Bowman. He has a rookie card in 51 Bowman, and the 52 Tops is actually a second-year card, believe it or not. Um, first Tops, but a second year. Um, and that Mays is, is, you know, is up, um, you know, 13, almost 14% in the last two weeks. But if you look, and obviously Mays hasn't done anything in the last week that would hurt his value, clearly. You know what I mean? So if you look at the Mays 51 Bowman PSA 7, if you want to pull pull that one up, it's it's a 7, not an 8, and it's a 51 Bowman. So it is a lesser card. Um, you know, it's not that the, the PSA 852 tops is a difficult card to find in that condition. There's not that many of them, right? And this card, while it's not an easy card to find, it is the lesser card of the two. More people would rather the 52 um, tops to the 51 Bowman. Um, but the 51, and also the 51 Bowman is in PSA 7. Um, so what's funny about it is, I don't know if you can find it, if, if you can't, but, but, I'm this on the card. Robert Edwards auction. Is is that what you want me to pull up? No, no, it's... no. That was that was the PSA. I want you on the collectible to pull cool. up okay. the, on collectible the, the Maze Fifty One Bowman because that's what I'm talking cool. about right now. Take your time on it. And so this 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 particular one, this was the one that stood out to me for exactly the same reason as the tray that kind of stood out last week. Right? There was another one on the platform that performed well. The Fifty Two Tops um, Maze performed well. The Fifty One Bowman. If you just click it this past week or the IPO. Right, it was seven fifteen wow. per share. I think you cut out, but I'll, yeah, can I'll you hear me now? You. Yes, yes, yes. Seven fifteen per okay, share so now. Same, yeah, the same type of like precipitous drop for no reason, right? It went from seven fifteen per share to start the week down to six ten per share and ended the week at that at that six ten, and that's down for a ten IPO. So overall, the card itself is down. You know, almost forty percent from its IPO, right. um, and you definitely saw a significant drop, almost twenty percent drop, um, this past week to a value, um, you know, a really nice value on there. And um, you know, again, is this card, you know, an, an iconic card? Sure. Is this card one that, um, you know, that looks like? Uh, it, it's a buyout candidate. I mean, it's a it's a great card, but look the value on this, right? What do they have the overall like market cap on this? So right, it's not, IPO'd it's at ninety nine uh, yeah. thousand. Now it's at sixty. Yeah, sixty thousand. Right. So I mean, like that's not a it's not a a, a horrible um, you know value. It's not one that's like you know. Yep. But it lost a significant amount of value this past week for no reason. That type of you saw the chart. That type of just like it looks like it's falling off a cliff. Mm-hmm. That's usually somebody exiting their position. And this and is a I'm, Yeah. Yep. 51 Bowman. Just like Mantle. Right? So and it's a cool card. It's it's a nice seven. Um, it's got nice centering on it. Um, and yeah, I mean, this one's still got there were a couple other ones. I could I could tell you a couple of other ones, but this particular one, this is what I look for, guys, when I do the, you know, just to look at the analysis of what happened on these things. But really Maze is really Maze. And if you see one going up. And another one going down, that's odd. You know, it, like I said, you know, Willie Mays didn't strike out a lot this week, right? There was no on-field performance for Willie Mays that would cause his cards to go down. As a matter of fact, his his key, that 52 tops in PSA 8, was up significantly. Um, and we've seen this happen a couple times, right? I mean, especially in collectible, you know, in these in, in fractional, you see people exit. The other thing you see is 
when those cards move up for a player. You know, that you have that REA 52 tops selling for almost 300000 You have this one moving up. I believe it's only a matter of time before other cards of that player catch up, right? And while a 51 Bowman seems to be the consolation prize to a 52 tops, especially 8 versus 7, it's a pretty nice card. So that was one that kind of caught my eye. Another one, just if you want to throw one out there, is, is the uh, the Giannis. Um, you know, not that it, it, it didn't exactly take a, a bath, right? The, talking about the gold immaculate card of, of his. Okay. That's a BGS 9, I believe. Um, that one IPO'd at 10, and it has a, a pretty long trading history. Um, and if you look at the chart, if you take a, a wide enough look at the chart, so this isn't one where I was looking at, oh, one went up, one went down. This was down this week. Uh, last week it ended at 910, and this week it ended at 798. Yep. But if you look at the chart on this one, you'll see this one has some steady trading, but it's steady trading like a wave. And it has gone down below 8 quite a few times during the trading of this one because it's traded for quite some yep. time, right? An IPO at a 10 um, and, you know, was a little bit above 10. When it goes down into the 7s, it usually stays there for a week or two and then pops back up into the eights or the nines. It happened, you know, it happens during the season. It has happened um, two times before the current trading. And each time within two weeks, it was back up. And within three weeks, it was back over nine. So this is one where, you know, if history dictates and past performance does not dictate future results, obviously. But if you look at this chart, you look at what he's doing now, you look at the card, which is pretty awesome card right can, can um, i can i be negative sure well that's what you're here for man it's not always to say great things part of me is happy that panini will, ne- will never hold this license again Why? This, this is unacceptable to me like this is such a beautiful card an immaculate is never ever uh the first release national treasures is how, yeah. how do you explain that this is an event warrant card cage yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a good thing. But, you know, people are complaining, oh, wow, National Treasures event more now. But obviously, I mean, this is a 13 card. And Immaculate. Having event warrants for quite some time. Flawless is the one I like the most usually. Right. This card, this card, I like I, I like to point this one out just because of the, the pattern and the trading. Well, I mean, it's a gorgeous card. And then I look at the patch and I'm like, this is a beautiful patch. But then... It takes, uh, and I have to be honest and transparent, it takes a little bit of the edge off when I mm-hmm. see it, it's event worn. I I, I mean, I guess you. I mean, there's no shortage of Giannis. There's no shortage of Giannis that you could buy here. And I guess the thought is, you know, if you're talking about two equal kind of cards, you'd rather pull one that is uh, that is game worn as opposed to one that is event worn. 100%. I, I mean, I, I have I have nothing nothing negative to say about that at all. I'm not going to complain about it. Anyway, let's keep rocking. <laughs> You're allowed. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's it's definitely a talking point of, of what we're uh, you know what, what we're doing well, here. Well, when you have a thirty thousand dollar five ticket item, you know five uh, five figure card, six figure card you, that you're putting your harder money into, you you do want it to be to have that appeal, right? Game worn uh, to me has that appeal. I want to talk about something, Cage. So you pointed this out to me. So. Uh, let me get off screen share real quick. The Joe Montana card, the Joe Montana rookie card. It's a card you own. Yep, and I do. It's traded flat this week, 55,900. But here's what's interesting. Leland just had, Lee Lins, it's an auction house, just had a copy yep. sell for 66,000. Yep. 
Here's why I think that's important. In this world of decentralized auction houses, you can rate them, you know, you know, auction house A, B, C, D, all the way down the line in terms of popularity, how many eyeballs it gets. That Leland's probably doesn't get as many eyeballs as PWCC or Golden. And here you have a Joe Montana card that sold, what is it, 20% higher than the comp on collectible? Which means to me that if that card sold on Golden, it would be a $70,000 card, $72,000. If it sold on PWCC auction, $70,000, because it would just have a few more eyeballs. Now, that's not a, a science that's very anecdotal and qualitative. But something to take a look at is that Joe Montana card. In addition, the Jerry Rice card, which it's kind of paired with, I think that's a, still a six-figure card, right? That's 100000 plus. Yeah, I mean, the, the Rice is a little bit less than the Montana a little tougher card, a little, you know, condition sensitive. Um, and I mean, the rice is probably a little less than that now. Rice was always, always more rice is probably close to a hundred, you know, high 80, something like that. It's, it's, it always was slightly higher than the Montana. Um, I think it still kind of is, but yeah, I mean, listen, the, the tough part on Montana and, you know, I, I love the guy cause that's, that was the, the goat when I was watching football as a kid is, you know, you used to be able to make an argument that Brady and Montana, you know, which one was the goat. And Brady, I think, has kind of grabbed that one by the horns and, you know, has moved past Montana in that. And no one has come close to Rice. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. But I think Montana's Brady's favorite player. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I mean, then Brady can come out and buy all of Montana's cards. Listen, this card... It's one of those things where, um, you know, if you're looking for a savings bond type of, of play, right, when you see someone pay $800,000 or close there to for a Luca, you start to see people spending the money for Josh Allen. You start to see people say, I mean, I'll stick with football, right? The Justin Herbert numbers and, you know, how much people are paying for these cards. And you realize just how low pop the PSA 10 for a Montana is. And you basically can't even get a really good Justin Herbert card for that price. And Justin Herbert won't ever be Joe Montana. Um, I mean, it's unlikely that he'll be Joe Montana. I can't say won't be, you know. But people will start paying more attention to those type of cards. Um, they had a moment. They kind of pulled back. And I think they're starting to move back up. I have a question for you. Go ahead. Um, it's, uh, it, I guess it's three different cards. Eh, I mean, Acuna, he was injured this year. Um, but I'll give you the, besides the Acuna one, there's two of them, one injured, one just was bad. And I guess the, my thought, my question for you is, is there a price where these cards become too cheap? Number one is Glaber Torres, where, you know, he had, uh, it's the, the 2015 Bowman Chrome orange refractor that IPO'd at 10. And this week was down to a flat three. So down from 425 to three week over week, people obviously exited that. And now that's down 70%, right? I mean, he's still very young. He's on the Yankees. Is there a price for that where you think, wow, you know, it's the, the, the risk on it is so low at that price and the potential reward is so high. And the same question, more a sport and a player that I think you're going to be more willing to talk about it's a card that we gave as a play. It's a card that is an interesting kind of, um, or I gave as a play, interesting kind of, um, you know, lesson learned type of thing. Because I think there was a buyout. No, no, not. I don't know if there was a buyout. There was definitely a contract. It was. The, I'm talking about the Michael Porter Jr. one of one contenders auto that I paid at ten dollars. So ten dollars per share, and that card. You know what that was down to this week? What was it? 
a dollar ninety a share. So what's it was the market three bucks a share last week? A dollar ninety per share. So there are let's see how many shares of that. Twenty nine ninety five. So I mean quick math, three thousand shares, two dollars a share. You know, so it's just, the market cap's gonna be just under what is that, just under six thousand? Well let right? me talk about baseball uh, first. My my concern yeah, with sure. with baseball is not that you like you can be right, but it's still hard to exit, right? So like with Steph Curry, there's so much demand for his cards, right? There's demand for a buyout. There's a lot of people looking at his cards. There's a lot of people bidding. With Glaber Torres, you could be right. His cards can go up, but it might be difficult to exit because I don't think people are bidding as much on his cards, right? You see this, like, it's not just enough to buy the right card. You also have to know that the platform and remember that for you to sell the card, there has to be people on the other end putting in bids, right? Yeah. And I'm curious how many people are using collectible and the fractional space to invest in second, third, fourth tier, and there'll be prospects. Well, I guess the question becomes, it's now on here at a price that is 70% less than what it was IPO'd at. The card's there and people are exiting on it. You know, is there, is there the potential where it might, it might be down says, you know what? It might be yeah, down seventy percent because you have to exit. It's so hard to exit that card, so you have right, to. Right, but I mean, that, I guess my thought is, you know, because it's so hard because of the liquidity issues here on a card that is going down like that, right? Is there a price? I mean, I'd have to look at like comps on that. The MPJ is going to be difficult because it's a one of one. There's no comps in the orange. There's other ones out there that. But I guess my thought is, could it work the other way? Could just people running for the hills looking to exit? Could this? knock the price of this down where it's below comps can that mpj become a price where somebody says you know what if everybody wants to exit i might as well just put in a buyout offer and then let everyone exit you know i mean is could there be a potential for that or is mpj just done well mpj i think is a buy this mpj card is definitely a buy cage so let me give you guys some numbers because it ipo'd at twenty nine thousand nine hundred fifty. you got the card up so everybody yeah look you're the you're the man look at you so here's the card cage. One of one, contenders. Beautiful card, honestly. Um, but honestly, this card is $5,000 right now, or current market cap. Yeah. I mean, yeah, five hundred. Yep. I, I could see an MPJ collector coming in and buying this out for seven and a half. This is a one of one, regardless of what you think about the guy and his history. You can't say that, you know, a one of one contender auto in this market, in this climate, with a guy that's 20, 21 years old who's going to play next year is 5,600. I've seen way less established logo mans and cards like that go for, for as much, if not more. So, yeah, I definitely think that this is, uh, this is a buy. I think if I were to ask to, like, quote this card, I think this is a $9,000 card cage. $9,000 card. Well, I mean, okay. when it opened up in secondary – it actually jumped a little bit the first week of trading secondary to 10.03. So it was actually, if you multiply that out, basically $30,000 card. And that was right around, you know, he was getting his contract extension. That was during the season. And, you know, it was 9.07. I mean, it, obviously, it has fallen off because he wasn't playing. And now, you know, it has really, you know, fallen from there. Um, but that was the point, right? I mean, there are other items on here that, you know, they IPO'd, they're trading, and almost everybody is sort of running for the hills from those those items. An MPJ fan might not even know this is out there, 
and be like, wait a second. One of one, you know, contenders auto for how much? He's gonna be back next year. I don't know if he's gonna be back next year. I don't know if he's gonna be back ever. But at some point, I guess the you know the question I have for you was: do, do some of these things, you know, do they become too cheap? Is there a buy-in? And you seem to think yes. Cade, well, we need it. We need to do better about this. Like, we're we're in this weird world where we act like people every injury is like season-ending and career-ending. Like, well, this is multiple back injuries for him. Yeah, but. It, no one, no one ends their career on multiple back injuries. Well, well, what you'll see happen is he'll come back, he'll play a few games, he'll maybe get relegated to the bench, and you'll see his demise slowly from there. But it's not like he's never going to step foot because he still wants to earn his money. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Like he can't be like, my, my back's hurting, just pay me my 120 mil. You're but even, still if, gonna... even if that's the case, is that somebody you're investing in? You know what I mean? Yeah, be, somebody... because you could – because you could, he'll be in practice and he'll knock down 12 threes and you'll be like, oh, he's back. And you could sell before he ever steps on the court again. I love it. I'm going to listen to why we talk about it. How about one more? I'll ask you about it, right? It'll get you into the. By the way, that doesn't apply to MPJ. That applies to every player across the board. It applies to Wiseman. Wiseman right now, like he, he's going to step back on the court. He's even going to get announced that he's going to be back on the court. People are going to start buying him up. Yeah, it's true. So, so, so. Michael Jordan's PSA 10. Now, I own the card. I want to make sure everybody knows I own one of these. Um, the it, it actually was one of the larger, like, fallers, I guess, if you want to, decliners week over week. Uh, share price from 35 closing last week down to 31. And, um, you know, this is one that, you know, has been significantly higher than that. It was in the 50s back in March. Uh, can you like start using market cap, not stock, not share price? 60. Well, so you can pull up and tell me how many shares there are, right? I think there's 10,000, so it should be pretty easy math, right? So if it was $60 a share, that's 600,000. If it's currently now uh, 31, then it's 310,000. Is that okay? It's too much math for you? You want me to get, let you, give you a minute to go get a calculator? I appreciate it. Thank you. So 310, yep. Correct. So did you see that last night two of these cards ended? Well, on PWCC one, one, one and a half, because the other one has Stevie Oki collection on it. So let's talk about that. And there is the topic. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, you know, just, what do you think about the end? I think it's, uh, I don't, I try not to like bad mouth like influencers that are trying to help the hobby grow, but I thought that was pretty corny. I didn't understand. I, I don't agree. really, I don't understand, uh, I don't understand the benefit to the card. I don't understand the benefit to the market. And honestly, I don't understand the benefit to him. Like if it was, yeah, I just, I just don't, don't see the value. And I wouldn't want that on my card. Right. So guys, um, the, there was one that ended in golden auction that had Steve Aoki collection on it. They PSA added the Steve Aoki on the slab and it actually sold for less than the one on PWCC sold for. Um, do you remember how much they sold for? I think it was 240 and 280. 240 or 280 with buyer's premium. I don't understand why buyer's premium is even a thing. <laughs> it's madness. Like, I don't get what, what's can someone out there explain to me why so, there is a buyer's premium? That's just the way auctions work. So, the buyer pays that, and that's how the auction house gets paid. The hammer price goes to the person who's selling the card. And the let's pull this up here. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, the whole buyer's premium thing is very weird to me. I, I mean, guess the, it, it the, shouldn't the, be weird to you. Uh, they could do it without that and just have you'd be paying 20% more. You know, it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be so, you know, crazy. It, should, it shouldn't surprise you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it is what it is, man. Why are they taking 20% of the big? They're not. It, 360. It, it, 360 for the normal one. I apologize. Sold for 360. That's what I thought. Still on sold for three and change with the with gotcha. the premium also. It's sold for so so the the reason I bring this up, guys, is because I believe that we've previously have had comps. Um we previously had comps on these that were lower. The last few of these sold in the twos, high twos, um, and did not sell, you know, for in the threes. Um there's less of these out there now. Yeah, so 360 was the premier auction. I just wanted to make sure a lot 150. So, so I bring this up because remember I own one of these. It made sense to me that if the prior comps on these cards were in the twos, that the collectible would fall from you know 340, 330 down to 310, right? But now you have two comps this weekend, one as high as 360, and I'll tell you. The one on PWCC that's over 360 is not the greatest looking. Ten, the right edge has some, some you know, some you can see the issues with the with the card. I mean, every ten, if you want to, you can nitpick it. Um, and the Aoki one, a little off centered, and it was it said Aoki on it. But even the Aoki one with the with the buyer's premium sold for more than what the Jordan on collectible is. Um, I'm not saying it's going back to seven hundred thousand dollars, but there are recent comps. That now for the first time in a while, because we had one of these, the one on collectible went like this at the same time as the, the comps in the most recent auctions are actually going like this. We, we, we've, we've had a cross here. So the collectible one at 310 value is actually lower than the two comps from yesterday. So I've uh, I've been trading a lot more NFTs recently, and I'll tell you, this nice. looks like a cons consolidation period in that card where it kind of changes hands. So anytime there's a run up, and this applies to any asset. Uh, anytime it has a run-up, there's like this period of time where it exchanges hands, where people who are in it take profit so that they can enjoy their lives. Some people are never going to sell. They're the long-term holders. And there's this process of, I want to sell, I want to get out, I want to take profit. The price kind of falls and dips a little bit. There's this period of it stabilizes. And I think a card like this, then you have to evaluate, is this a good asset? And I think this is the best asset in the game because it's that admission ticket, right? It's that access token, uh, like you call. I think this card has, in the short term, has nowhere to go but up. Because who, who um, who's really selling this card at this point, right? If you Steve own Aoki. this card. <laughs> if you own this card. Clearly. Like, you, you, <laughs> yeah, but there's, but there's not going to be a supply shock is what I'm saying. It's not like course, yeah. when you see it go from 300,000 to a million, there's a supply shock because everyone's like, let me get my mill out. I just made 700,000. I could buy a house. So I think those people have already gotten out. And I think this card is going to start trending back to 500,000. I own one, guys. So I'll not make a prediction. But I'm just telling Stop you know, rubbing it in. You're so annoying. No, but, uh, no, that it's for, you know, it's for the purposes of yeah, you, you transparency. You understand how it works. But the, the point that we're making here is that. The one I don't know. is now lower, lower than the cops. I sold That's my PSA. Nice. 
It's okay. You bought something cool with the money. Let's uh okay, so <laughs> just two IPOs this week. Uh the SGC okay. 10 1986 Fleer. Uh that one's gonna IPO for 186,000. Let me ask you something. So SGC is renowned for vintage. They've made a lot of strides in modern, but they're probably, you know, a distant second to PSA in modern. But but vintage, they're legit. So what is, is it IPOing for? 186k. So it's a very fair IPO price because an SJC 10 sold last night in the premier auction for 180. Cool. Just so real quick. Have a very close comp. Go ahead. Is this vintage? Is is this card a vintage card? Like uh, vintage is supposed to be at least the last time I looked pre 1972, right? But I, I don't know the last time PSA changed that. A lot of people would consider this vintage. I mean, this card's it's 35 years old. You know, I mean, that's people. The reason I asked is the arbitrage between <laughs> the the spread, the ratio between, you know, old school Babe Ruth cards in a PSA versus SGC holder is much more narrow than this is basically half the price of a PSA 10. Yep, exactly. Yeah, All right, let me that. let me wrap here. So we have actually I have a lot of IPOs. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. So this is this week's IPOs, and then there's next week. So we had Harman Killebrew IPO, fully funded, 1955, tops PSA nine. You love that guy's name. Is it cool name? That was your favorite, like fraternity brother name, Killebrew. <laughs> Otto Graham, 1950 Bowman PSA nine, fully funded. LeBron James, 2003 Fleer Essentials credentials. Um, BGS 95, fully funded. We had the Ronaldo Mega Cracks. There's 20% remaining in a PSA 10. Uh, the SGC 10 is open. And what else we got? We have LeBron James Rookie Season Sneakers currently open for exclusive in-app early access. Honestly, the way the sneakers are trending, that would be an interesting one. And guys, I just checked my portfolio. I haven't checked it in a while. I've checked a few of my fractional portfolios. And I deposited 20 bucks. I deposited 20 bucks in collectible and 20 bucks in rally. And I bought a punk on rally and I, I bought a Giannis card on collectible. That $20 is now 96. Wow. Right. So, so my point with that is you don't have to throw like the, the whole kitchen sink at this. You could put 10, 20 bucks into something just to get a taste. Almost five X there, Charlie. Right. I, I, didn't, I haven't checked it in a minute. That is pretty sweet right there. I mean, how do you beat, how do you beat that? Nice stuff. You can only beat that if Tom Brady decides to beat the Saints, but I think the Saints have his uh, have his number for some reason. Uh, is it already going on? Uh, are they losing? <laughs> just started. No, it's it's just three nothing. They're losing first quarter. Yeah, Brady will be fine. He always is. All, All right, right, man. Listen, that, this was this was a fun one. Lots of fun stuff. Lots of cool. I like when there's a bunch of auctions that end and give us comps and stuff like that. You know, people out there, you know. It gives the, the folks, you know, recent comps, recent numbers to kind of, you know, compare these items to. Um, and, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.